Crow, what's up? My peeps. Uh, this is another panic attack with Big John. Just, uh, I don't know. Slept, uh, slept too much this afternoon, so I'm up all night, I don't know. Uh, but I figured why not do a podcast and a YouTube video. Start cranking these babies out as we get closer to the election. Um, I got a new light bulb in my living room. It's not as bright, so that's why you're seeing the darkened cigar smoke filled room again. Uh, so we had a few things today. Uh, one was, uh, the town hall with, uh, Donald Trump on, uh, ABC News Network, my family's addresses, and, uh, also Trump, uh, signed a peace deal with several, too, between uh, Israel and the United Arab Emirates and the Kingdom of Bahrain. Um, so we'll get into this a little bit, little bitty. Um, so, the, the town hall, I, um, I chose to watch it on YouTube and Steven Crowder did a a live feed that was a little difficult, a little more difficult than I had expected. I thought it would be easier than watching it on NBC or ABC uh, with Trump and George stuffing envelopes because... Um, yeah, I figured there would be breaks and, you know, fact checks and things like that. Um, it, but there were times when Trump would start to answer, and he gave some really good answers, but uh, Crowder kind of talked over Trump and gave and answered the question. Um, the first hour, I would say, every question was scripted manufactured, made up by uh, ABC or somebody. Uh, there, the first guy that came up, you know, these are supposed to be like impromptu questions and he's reading off of a piece of paper with a ABC logo on the back of it. That's not that big a deal. Um, and he's reading it like Okay, I have a list of... Somebody asked me to write down a list of Republican candidates. So this is how the guy was reading. Tim Ginter, State Rep, Bill Johnson, Congress. Um, it, of course, he was reading a question. He wasn't reading people's names. Uh, but it was like, 
uh, wouldn't you know your question if you're uh, a regular citizen and this is um, impromptu but you know there were I mean, maybe the guy was nervous and he wanted to write it down because uh, it was taped, it was recorded, and then replayed. And uh, ABC actually shared uh, some of the video with CNN earlier in the day. So CNN was uh, broadcasting clips of this and then critiquing. And that was all meant to undermine the ratings and get people to not watch, which of course, you know, if you're an undecided voter, you may have watched the CNN clips and said, well, I don't need to see any more. Um, if you know, you're a Trump supporter or borderline, you know, you you're gonna watch it anyways. This is your this is your guy. So we'll see what the ratings were. Now, Thursday night, I don't know what time exactly, probably 8.30 or 9 o'clock, there's gonna be a town hall on CNN with Joe Biden. Um, Trump wanted to do this live. Uh, this is kind of a keen thing. Um, and in the, I don't know if they weren't in the same town hall at the same time. I don't know why Trump couldn't go live and Biden do whatever he wanted to do. But the Biden campaign insisted that both candidates be pre that both candidates town halls be pre-recorded. And so, you know, in the issue of fairness, that's what uh, the networks went along with, CNN and ABC, comp supposedly competitors, yet they're agreeing to a format, and ABC is sharing its uh, copyrighted film with CNN. Um you know, the things that Trump covered, he talked about, you know, the peace agreements. Uh, you know, he said that, you know, Obama told people and told him uh, that, you know, we were about to go to war with North Korea and uh, that he has friends in South Korea who call him all the time and say, you know, thank you that we're not at war with North Korea right now. Uh, he has, a, he said he has a good relationship with uh, Kim Jong-un or ill Kim whatever Kim and uh, then there was uh, there were a few questions about the virus that we're not allowed to talk about on YouTube but you know one guy got up and you know I voted for you last time and he was another one was reading off of a card and you know he said you know it seemed like you were doing good at first, and then you you, know, you took your foot off the throttle about May 1st, and, uh, you know, Trump had an answer. He's, you know, we put everything into place. Uh, you know, New York, they didn't use the, the hospitals that the Army Corps of Engineers and the Navy built for them, 
and had they used those hospitals instead of putting virus patients in nursing homes, things would have been different. Also, you know, <clears throat> someone asked him about, you know, why is there no national mask mandate? And, you know, this got into the whole thing of where Trump thinks that uh, when herd immunity develops, once, you know, 75% of us have come into contact with this virus and our immune systems have built up to it, uh, you know, he thinks the virus will go away. And that's much debate. But, you know, I could have swore I heard Fauci and Burks and other doctors say that, well, this is going to be taken off of YouTube, that, you know, we have to achieve herd immunity before we can say it's over. Now, you know, they're saying that, no, you have to have a vaccine uh, and things like that. And that's, you know, fair and well. Someone else can debate that. But, you know, Trump answered these questions. And it was times when stuff and envelopes uh, jumped in and tried to correct Donald Trump and you know well Dr. Fauci says differently and well you know Dr. Fauci's not the only doctor on earth you know he hasn't seen a patient in 50 years and you know Trump took his advice and shut the country down Trump took all of Dr. Fauci's advice at, at the beginning of this so you know to say Trump did nothing and of course Joe Biden keeps bringing up the Defense Production Act uh, where <clears throat> the government can say you know it's supposed to be in war times but they've used it now in peacetime to fight this virus Trump did use the Military Defense Production Act to get more ventilators, to get more uh, PPE. And no one ever calls Biden out when he brings that up. It's like, are, is Biden too senile to know that Trump did that? The Army Corps of Engineers uh, turned the Javits Center in New York into a hospital. And they turned, the Navy turned two. Uh, of their hospital ships into COVID hospital ships. There had to be renovations made because with this virus, you can't have recycled air. You have to constantly have a flow of fresh air because otherwise you're going to be breathing in the germs that the World Health Organization and China said were not uh, transmittable uh, air by airborne. In fact, at one point they said it wasn't even transmittable human to human, but that only lasted a day or two until we found out that was a lie from China. So Biden's town hall is going to air on CNN Thursday night. It's going, it's, Biden's campaign is doing this so that his gaffes or his stuttering, as he now calls it, uh, apparently he, he's had a lifelong stuttering problem, he said it. They said at the Democrat National Convention, that's why he stammers through things, not senility. Uh, so he's going to record his 
evidently either today or tomorrow, and it'll air on CNN in prime time. Um, I'm sure it will get horrible ratings. I'm interested to see what the ratings of Trump's town hall were. Trump was very calm. He didn't attack anyone. Uh, you know, he did go in on Biden a little bit here and there uh, and on China. But, you know, he talked about, you know, getting the U.S. out of these wars. You know, we're not the world policemen. He talked about his historic peace accords uh, in the Middle East. And he thinks, in fact, I'll just go right into that. You know, they signed these uh, peace agreements between Israel, the Kingdom of Bahrain, and the United Arab Emirates, which is a country. Uh, and then, you know, he, Trump thinks that eight or nine more Middle Eastern countries could join these peace accords. And this is something interesting because someone like Trader Kerry, John Kerry, uh, former cabinet member of Barack Obama said that moving the American embassy into Jerusalem, like many presidents before Trump had promised, going back to George W. Bush, and I, I even think Barack Obama brought it up, Moving that embassy to Jerusalem, the uh, tra the traditional and spiritual capital of Israel, it you know, John Kerry in these articles said that's going to cause instability in the Middle East, and by Trump standing firm with Israel has brought other countries that were afraid to stand firm against. Uh, old-fashioned, old ways of the Middle East to come to the table and recognize Israel. You know, these United Arab Emirates and the Kingdom of Bahrain didn't officially recognize Israel as a state. And state means something different in world politics, okay, people? Uh, they didn't recognize Israel as a sovereign nation until you know Trump stood firm by his promise to move the American embassy into Jerusalem, stand behind uh, Israel. And of course Nancy Pelosi had an interview, uh, you know, well, we didn't want to move forward with peace agreements in the Middle East because you're anti-Semitic, Nancy. No, that's not what she said. We didn't want to move forward with any uh, peace accords in the Middle East until there was a Palestinian state. Uh, hello, Nance. Back in uh, your Middle Age days, do you remember the time Hamas and the Palestinian Liberation Organization, PLO, uh, blew up an American Marine base? Yeah, uh, you know, Palestine and Hamas have been real kind to America in the past. So let's uh, negotiate with a, a known terrorist organization which is now turned into a political organization called Hamas. So uh, that was Nancy's strike back at Trump's historic peace accords between these nations. 
Uh, he's also negotiated peace with um, uh, Kosovo and, um, oh, now I can't remember the name of it, but in Kosovo and uh, other country. Uh, no. Anyways, I won't go there because I can't remember off the top of my head. Oh, so Trumpy did a couple good things there today. Uh, he was very calm, very presidential during this debate, or not debate, town hall. Uh, there's supposed to be a debate scheduled for later this month. Um, the Presidential Debate Commission, let's see here. 2020 presidential debates. Washington Post. This ought to be good. As soon as it loads. <clears throat> what to know about the 2020 presidential debates? The first debate scheduled between President Trump and former Vice President Biden is scheduled to take place September 29th. There are two more set for October 15th and 22nd. The debate between Vice President Pence and Senator Kamala Harris is scheduled for October 7th. Here's what you need to know about Here's what you need to know about how and where to watch these debates. September 29th, Case Western Reserve in Cleveland. Historic University, um, Case Western Reserve, moderator Chris Wallace, all right, he's not bad, he pushes Trump, he challenges Trump, but I don't feel like he's biased, okay? I had to relight my stogie here real quick. Um, let's see here. October 15th, location, Adrian Arst Center for the Performing Arts in Miami. The date was, or the debate was moved to this location because of the pandemic. It was Originally scheduled for Michigan, but their governor sucks. Uh, where to watch? Washington Post will have an impromptu interpreted live stream of the debate. Oh, uninterrupted. I'm sorry. Uh, it was also be carried on major news stations. 90 minutes. Moderator Steve Scully, political editor of C-SPAN. So that's a good moderator. He's He's a neutral. Uh, the third and final debate, October 22nd, Belmont University in Nashville. As of now, the university has not re reversed its decision to hold the debate. Uh, these all start at 9 p.m. and go to 10.30. Um, the moderator will be Kristen Welker, NBC News White House correspondent and co-anchor of Today Weekend. Uh, the 90-minute debate will have no commercial breaks and will be divided into 15-minute segments. The moderator gets to choose and is expected to announce at least a week before. 
a week before the debate. So she'll uh, decide what the topics and details are going to be. Um, that's the October 22nd debate. The October 15th debate, 90 minutes long, no commercial breaks. Uh, town hall format where people who live in the Miami area can pose questions. That could get interesting. Uh, I had to blow something off the screen of my cell phone. An eyelash or something. Let's see here. Debate details, 90 minutes, no commercials. Divide into nine 10-minute segments. Uh, that's the October 7th debate. The moderator for that one. Oh, that's the October 7th vice presidential debate. Susan Page. Washington Bureau Chief USA Today. Oh, she's uh, she's gonna be biased. Um, the Chris Wallace debate, the first one on September 29th, 90 minutes, no commercials, six 15-minute segments. Uh, the moderator will get to choose and is expected to announce at least a week before the debate. So when it says he gets to choose. He's going to choose the topic of each 15-minute segment. Uh, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I want to get tickets to the Case Western Reserve one. Somebody's got to hook me up there if, if it's possible. Um, be, although I've heard that when you're at the actual debate, I had a friend... Uh, she got into, uh, it was the first Republican debate was held in Cleveland. And something that was interesting about that, that debate to me was uh, I brought a little transistor radio with me. I was working the county fair tent and, uh, you know, a passerby with his corn dog and elephant ear and whatever. Uh, stopped into the tent and was like, are you listening to the the, the debate? And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's, you know, Trump's tearing everybody apart, man. This guy's a great debater. Um, and, you know, that moment would not have happened had Donald Trump not been running. You know, nobody would have cared about that debate. Uh, and, you know, these are going to be the same. Everyone's curious to see how can Joe Biden, who uh, can't put together three words, how is he going to come up looking? And, you know, the bar is going to be set so low for him that if he puts together, like, one sentence and gets one, I call them zingers, uh, one good one-liner in there somewhere, that's all the news cycle will be for the next week until the next debate. Uh, is how Joe Biden, you know, schooled Donald Trump, how he uh, tore into Donald Trump. And they'll play that one clip over and over on the news. Um, so, you know, Republicans, we have to dominate the social media from now until the election and, you know, convince our friends, make sure we get out there and vote, get your neighbors. In fact, my, gosh, like three months ago, my neighbor lady, who's 94, asked me uh, if I would 
uh, take her to the polls on election day, she's like, I gotta vote for Trump. And then, like, a couple weeks ago, she fell and broke her hip. So now I gotta make sure she has an absentee ballot for uh, the election. Um, but, you know, it, that's the thing. It's, uh, it's gonna come down to who can get their people out, who can get their base motivated. Uh, you know, these riots that have been called protests, uh, I think hurt Biden and people, you know, Biden in one of his last talks said, you know, well, you know, these, uh, this civil unrest took place on Donald Trump's watch and he thinks by going out there and saying law and order, he can save face. Joe, it's your supporters doing it, bud. I mean, and if you watched, uh, I think she was on Colbert. Kamala Harris was almost like excited about these riots. And she was smiling as she was saying, these, th these uh, protests, that's what the Democrats have been calling them. These protests are not going to end uh, on November 4th after the election. This is not going to end. And she was like happy about it. You know, I mean, oh goodness. I, I think something, someone who's being underestimated in this, people are saying that Kamala Harris is going to tear Mike Pence apart. Mike Pence has proven to be not a charismatic speaker, but a very good public speaker. And, you know, though Kamala Harris will be more charismatic and louder, uh, like her lot, well, it wasn't a lie, but when she said, uh, you know, when Joe Biden was vice president, we had a pandemic too. It was called Ebola. You know, <coughs> you know how many Americans died? Two. Well, basically, during the Ebola crisis, there had to be a direct exchange of bodily fluids between the infected person and the person being infected. So as long as you didn't have a gaping, gushing open wound and have another person with a gaping wound who had Ebola, bleed into your gaping wound or you didn't get their saliva into your system or some bodily fluid you didn't catch Ebola and there was one person who came into America who had Ebola who should not have been let in you know Americans during this crisis were allowed to come home and had to be quarantined for 14 days, but foreigners were not allowed in from these other countries that were being ravaged, uh, you know, and stuffing envelopes tonight tried to say, well, you know, when it comes down to the <clears throat> Ebola virus, uh, <coughs> or pardon me, the current virus uh, death rate and infection rate, Canada is way down here, and the United States is way up here. 
and he was pointing at a piece of paper. And, you know, Steven Crowder pointed out, no, you've got to go by the number of cases per million. And the United States is like ninth or 10th in the world. And we've been very difficult to deal with because we're Americans and we like our freedom. Uh, even, you know, when the, the curve was flattened, right? We, you know, we just didn't want to just stay at home shut in. You know, I mean, I was working, I was an essential worker and there were people still going out and doing things. Now, some people could not go to work. A lot of people could not go to work. But the thing of it is, we still lived our lives as best we could. And, you know, we did what we could. And there were supposed to be 2.2 million Americans die. We've had almost 200,000 die. No one's died of the flu in the last year, I, I mind you. It's all either COVID or now they're saying complications from the virus. That's the new terminology, complications from the virus. So if you have a pre-existing condition and then you get the virus, now you've died of complications from the virus. But anyhow, you know, uh, if you look at the number of, you know, per million, the United States is not at the top of the rankings in the world. We're, we're doing pretty good as far as the civilized, industrialized world. And some of these countries that, you know, had different lockdown strategies, it seemed like there were a lot of strategies that worked and differently. Uh, you know, China had its way of doing it. South Korea had its way. We don't know what North Korea did because they still don't tell us the truth. Um, you know, Sweden did something totally different. And, you know, they all had different results. Uh, you know, I think it was New Zealand. They've declared the virus totally over. Japan has had, you know, very few new cases per day the last time I checked. Uh, but, you know, they're much smaller countries in population. So you have to look at a per capita uh, type outlook at this. Uh, not just a total number. So, uh, you know, that being said, uh, that was, you know, tonight's town hall, very, very biased, very uh, rigged, you know, there were people there that were, uh, you know, they said stuff an envelope said at the beginning, you know, some are pro-President Trump, some are anti-President Trump. Some voted for him the last time, and some planned to vote for him again this time. Some did not, uh, you know. But him helping them out and trying to, you know, stump Donald Trump with different things. The media will put a different spin on I looked at a, a YouTube video a minute ago of a guy who was trying to put his own spin on it. Um... So, we'll see how it goes. Uh, all I can say is I, I, I fear the worst for this country if Joe Biden becomes president. I see more foreign interactions with other countries, negative 
foreign interactions. I see more wars. I mean, look at how unstable the Middle East was when Joe Biden and Barack Obama were in charge. Uh, you had the rise of ISIS. You had the downfall of uh, Libya, which may or may not have been a bad thing. Um, you had, well, it's a bad thing now because the country's just in chaos and civil war. And we didn't know which side to back. And we were backing one side, but they were the bad guys. And then, you know, Obama at one point said, well, we created ISIS to combat Al-Qaeda. How'd that work out for us? <laughs> um, you know, uh, so basically, but, you know, you had upheaval around the world. You had North Korea shooting off missiles in the direction of Japan, uh, practice testing nuclear uh, weapons. So, and now all of that has settled down. Uh, there may be some problems with uh, Iran creeping up, but Iran is Iran, and they want... <clears throat> I fear they're going to try to pull a terrorist attack in the United States before the election because Obama and Biden gave them a huge amount of money that Trump cut off. Uh, you know, the Iran nuclear deal. Yes, we're just going to use uh, your money and uh, so on to uh, develop nuclear power plants. Strange, Obama and company didn't want building new nuclear power plants in the United States, but it's okay if they build them in Iran. Uh, yeah, and they're not using that technology or money for power plants. Anyways, this has been another panic attack with Big John. Find me on all ye podcast and platforms. Uh, social media it's uh, Facebook the Big John Political Op-Ed page on Twitter it's at the real Big John until next time pray for one another God bless you all God bless America <laughs>